0: Welcome to Have You Heard the AABP Podcast. My name is Dr. Fred Gingrich, and I'm the Executive Director of AABP. Today we don't have a guest, but we're going to listen to the closing presentation by Dr. Meredith Jones, from the fifth annual AABP recent graduate conference held in February in New Orleans. The theme of the conference was profoundly impactful. And the program committee charged Dr. Jones with developing her own talk to close out the conference with everybody in the room. And uh, the title of the talk was, What's on Dr. Jones's Mind? And this is what she came up with. And I think you're going to very much enjoy listening to her presentation. And I think that you will find it inspiring. And I want to remind everyone as they're listening to this podcast and they're maybe starting their day in their vet truck or in the office and recognize that each one of you are profoundly impactful and you have a significant impact on other veterinarians, the producers that you work for, and the cattle that we all care for every day. So, take it away, Dr. Jones.
1: I'd like to introduce dr. Meredith Jones um so a little fun history about me and her was um I was a official poop scooper at Oklahoma State when she was doing her residency uh, and then once I graduated from vet school, our paths kind of crossed again, and it's been great, so we would like to welcome Dr. Jones and listen and see what's on her mind. <laughs> Well, I've been just as anxious as you have been to find out what was on my mind since it changes uh, moment to moment. So two years in a row now, the uh, recent grad uh, steering committee has presented me with some of the most interesting professional challenges of my life, which was last year, those of you who uh, were at the conference remember that I was asked to cover urolithiasis, pregnancy toxemia and pig C-section in 45 minutes total. (laughs) This year I get a text or an email I don't remember now that says we want you to do a 30 minute session on what's on your mind. And I thought, I don't really think that you do. Actually, (laughs) I'm not sure that you do. So I just want to say again how much I appreciate the opportunity to be here. I think we can all agree. It's been a tremendous two days. We're all energized and exhausted all at the same time. Somehow we've managed to do both of those things. Um, I will have a couple of Slido poll questions, so I'd like for you to get your phones out and be ready. You also just may want to have them handy in case this goes south. Um, So some of you may know, maybe all of you know, that I am a second-generation veterinarian, and that when I graduated from Oklahoma State in 2002, I moved back to north-central Kentucky and worked with my father. And we were the veterinary practice that you're not supposed to have. My dad was the veterinarian. My mom was the office manager. And those of you that are in practices like that know there's a reason why they don't recommend that. (laughs) But we really were a family practice there for a while. And I got to go back home and work with my family right out of school. And early in my time in practice, uh, dad needed to get his CE hours that summer after I graduated. And he went to the um, what's now called Fetch in Kansas City, you know, whatever that meeting used to be called now. Um, to get his CE for that year. And so I ran the clinic by myself. This is a pretty standard issue, new grad experience, right? Which is go to the practice, but at home veterinarian goes on vacation, right? So that's what happened to me. Dad leaves the clinic in my hands with the staff and off we go. So we have an appointment one morning. A lady is bringing in some horses for vaccinations. This shouldn't be too complicated. I can vaccinate a horse. I really don't want to do anything else to a horse, but I can vaccinate one and I can draw a call <laughs> So she comes in, uh, and where, where I practice in Kentucky was not fancy horse area. It was backyard quarter horses, some barrel racing, mostly trail riding pleasure type horses. And this longtime client shows up with a trailer full of horses, and she pulls the first horse off the trailer, and it's an idiot. An absolute idiot. And I have zero patience for horses. I mean, none. And even less patience for their owners, if you just really want to know the truth. And it is, she tells me, you're going to have to sedate this horse to vaccinate it. And I explained to her that you have to give it a shot in order to sedate it. Now, what you all need to remember is, this was back in the day when we did not have the most advantage. And these like magic potions y'all have now, back in the day, it was just us and an idiot horse. And it's a wonder we didn't all die. And she's not having it. She's like, you need to save this horse. And I'm like, if I can stick a needle in the horse, I'm going to put the vaccine in the horse. And we have this kind of back and forth between us. You guys have probably been in these situations or you're aware of these. And we're kind of having this standoff. And this horse is acting up and I'm working on his neck. You know, I'm convinced that if I stick with this long enough, I'm going to get this horse settled down enough that I'm going to get vaccines in him. We're going to get him loaded up and we're going to get done. We keep talking, we keep talking. She keeps drawing at me. She keeps drawing at me. She keeps challenging me. Pretty soon, I go ahead. I think the horse has settled down enough. I try to get a needle in. Up he goes, paws at my head, and I see a foot go inches from my forehead. And I said, and she tears into me. When that happens, horse foot goes past my head, horse's feet hit the ground, and she tears into me for what I did. And I said, load the horse up. And we can argue all day about whether I should have done that or not or whatever. But I said, load the horse up and leave because I'm not getting pawed in the head to put a rabies vaccine in a horse. This was a client that my dad had had the whole time he'd been in practice. And I am the kind of person that in a crisis, I'm a machine. Whether people are mad or whether people are injured or whether just the shit's hitting the fan, I'm your girl. But as soon as the pressure relieves, I burst into tears. Who's with me? Who's with me? Okay, right. Burst into tears. My resident mate, John Gillum, took a direct hit to the face by a bucking bull when we were resident mates. And I stood between him and the bucking bull and closed the gate and latched it to keep him from getting hit again. Soon as John got to the hospital and they said he was going to live, I sat in a chair and cried for an hour solid. (laughs) You know, so like I'm the girl who can stare down the bucking bull and then I'm going to cry about it for a good long time. Okay, so. We get the horse loaded up, the lady leaves, and I immediately realize that I have probably just fired a client that I don't have any authority to have fired. Dad's out of town, what are we going to do? I get back into the clinic, I'm bawling. It happens to be the moment that dad has called in for the day to see how things are going (laughs) at the clinic. So he's on the phone with the receptionist, she's telling him things are going fine, she looks over and sees me and realizes things are not going fine. So I get on the phone with dad and I said, I told him exactly what happened. I said, this was the client's name. She brought this horse in. Here's how he acted. When he pawed at my head, she chewed me out. And dad said, Meredith, if Don Hayes, Don Hayes was a very good Angus breeder of ours, had really nice Angus cattle there locally wonderful man the day i graduated from vet school he was perfectly happy to work, have me work on his cattle if don hayes had a bull get you down and try to kill you would don hayes be mad at you or the bull and i said he'd be mad at the bull <laughs> <laughs> and he said that's exactly right and that's a client we don't need if she didn't want to come back that's fine we don't need a client who picks the horse over the doctor, right? I, as of May, I only have 20 years of perspective on veterinary medicine as a veterinarian. So I don't know that I have the authority to say this, but I'm going to say that I think this might be the hardest time there's ever been to be a veterinarian. The challenges are totally different than what's been faced before. Public perception, the loss of respect for expertise, The fact that we are no longer considered by many to be experts in animal health. It's really challenging to do this job right now. There are a lot of things against us. So I'm going to ask you a couple of Slido questions. The first one is, I came to this conference feeling run down. Okay, you have 92 responses. 60% of people said yes, 40% said no. So 60% of people in the room said, I came to this conference feeling rundown. Can I read the second question? Okay. I'll go ahead and fire it up. I frequently worry when I go into work that I'm going to face something that I can't handle. Okay. We've got 90 responses. 58% of us said yes. 42% said no. I'm actually fairly pleased with that. I thought that that might be worse. So about half of us, say a little over half of us say, we came into this feeling run down. A little over half of us say, I'm afraid when I go into work that I'm going to face something that I really can't handle. I'm going to tell you that your value has nothing to do with how you feel on any given day. What you bring to the table on a day that you feel run down, that is not a measure of your value. It has nothing to do with how you feel, and I know that I can tell you that, and I can tell you that, and I can tell you that, but I'm telling you it's important for you to hear. How you feel does not relate to your value. So I'm going to ask you, how would you carry yourself, and how would you conduct yourself as a person and as a veterinarian if you knew that you were profoundly impactful, the theme of this conference. How would you carry yourself? How would you conduct yourself as both a person and a veterinarian if you knew that you were profoundly impact, impactful? Well, while over half of you were feeling run down and were worried there was going to be something that you wouldn't be able to face, I was on the phone with your bosses. I called them. I stopped. Them all of you on the internet, <laughs> and I found your busts. And here's what they have to say about you. I got to get rid of some apparatuses here. We have thoroughly enjoyed our time with her. He provides a thorough evaluation of cases. She's picking up My old food animal clients, having been out less than a year, which is both impressive and nostalgic. Treats everyone with kindness and compassion. Jumped right in on a GDV six months out of school. You know who you are, and that was badass. (laughs) Goes the extra mile for clients and colleagues. Multiple special qualities. Tremendous asset. Exceedingly helpful. Great addition to our practice. Not afraid to ask questions. No situation seems to stress him. Y'all are like, that ain't me. (laughs) You're like, I know that wasn't my boss. (laughs) Not even my boss would say that about me. (laughs) has a bright future as a veterinarian. Her client communication was a pleasant surprise. Best butt doctor around. (laughs) That apparently relates to dogs with abscessed anal glands, and it is my understanding that this veterinarian has now moved up to the urinary tract and is moving forward on the dog now. Very passionate about being a veterinarian. Clients love her. One of the kindest and most genuine people I've ever met. Goes above and beyond. unparalleled ability to develop a rapport with feedlot animal health staff. This veterinarian went on to say that this individual has revolutionized their practices relationship with their animal health staff. A new graduate, recent graduate, way to go. Always keeps his cool and never, ever swears. (laughs) I need to to go look up and see who that was. I don't remember. (laughs) Also, y'all are like, that ain't me. (laughs) We are grateful for all of his contributions. We love her. Leads by example. Well-rounded in all areas. Very driven and passionate. Thinks through things and has good approaches. He always follows the traffic rules, but was the first one with a speeding ticket. <laughs> Really enjoy his personality. Minor coffee snob. (laughs) Has made huge strides in emotional maturity. Incredible work ethic. Excellent surgery skills. We could have not asked for a better addition to our practice. So, now, how will you carry yourself and conduct yourself as a person and a veterinarian now that you know that you are profoundly impactful? You have data. This is data. I even entered it in a spreadsheet. So it's real. (laughs) Would you just give another shot or would you push through and find an answer? Would you give your colleague the benefit of the doubt when you hear that crazy story the client tells about him? Would you give yourself a little grace and learn from that mistake or take a rest when you really need it? You are profoundly impactful. All right, so they don't know I'm going to do this, but I'm going to ask the old people, so I've been calling them all the last couple of days. I want everybody who didn't qualify to be here by being a new graduate to stand up. Please. There's a lot of them in the back. They always sit in the back like a bunch of Baptists. (laughs) And what I want to finish with by saying, on behalf of all of this group, is that if you haven't heard it lately, we are proud of you. Thank you.